We've now moved from the hangar through to the Typhoon training facility, where on the way, I have to say, we did pick up an example of the pee bag, the all-important <laughs> pee bag, so we can see what does happen when one needs to... Well, you know. Um, but we've come, to the tri the, we've come to the Typhoon training facility, and this looks rather exciting, Cal, because I think one of us, maybe... Well, all of you, hopefully. All of us are going to have a go in the go. Typhoon sim. So just tell us what we've got in here. So what we're in is the EDCT hall. So we've got two devices here, enhanced deployable cockpit trainers. So slightly smaller than some of our other devices, but fully representative of the, of the aircraft. Slightly different flight model, but you wouldn't really be able to tell. Mm -hmm. um, all controlled by these little con uh, cockpit panels back here. Uh, but once you're in the jet, all the, all the screens, everything replicates the aircraft exactly how it should. So we'll stick people in here because it's less expensive to do that. Um, they can practice to the heart's content and then we go, cool, you're going to take everything you've just learned, hopefully, and apply that to the real aircraft and, and we'll take that flight. And you get in it on your own nowadays. Yep. Yeah. Goodness me. We tend to use the slightly bigger sims. So in here, we used to have two big 360 degree domes. We'll try and poke our heads in those in a little while with a cockpit in the middle. So there's no, you see some of the big airline simulators, there's, there's motion, they move. You don't have that system here? No, um, we used to have it in the full 360 domes, but there's just no point because your brain is telling you that you're actually moving. Yeah. Um, in, in the CTs, I get people to hold on because if they're just looking at the visuals and the aircraft rolls, they tend to fall over, is and I've had right? that a few times. Goodness. <laughs> oh, you can bet that's going to happen to one of us. <laughs> Maybe all of us. Hopefully not. <laughs> we don't need to fill in any health and safety forms. Right. Uh, but yeah, all, all controlled back here, so the, the operator can see everything, every switch position, everything that's on your screen. They can obviously look over your shoulder as well. But on the left-hand telly, we can change everything from weather, um, break your aircraft if you want to do emergency <laughs> training. So we have to do emergency training every now and again, much like you do in civilian world, yeah. to learn about the aircraft as well. So when it does go wrong, you can bring the aircraft back safely. Sure. Uh, and obviously we can do tactical training as well. So we can put entities airborne that you can target. And it's brilliant. So and you can, can you link the sims together? Yeah, um, so we can link four devices here. We've got another four devices up north as well. We went through a program of trying to link uh, both of them together, which that is quite successful. That sounds so fun. Yeah, so that you, can have, you, can, you can have a huge air war with yeah. the operators operating what we call red air as well, so they can drive waves of hordes of aircraft towards you as well and test your tactics. Amazing. Uh, which, which tranche of the Typhoon are we looking at now in terms of the... This one Simulator. is going to be the tranche two, tranche three, with what we call um, P3E, so phase three enhancement software. The 360 dome and the slightly smaller dome, which we called Aster, was primarily for the tranche one and the later tranche two stuff. Amazing. Can you talk us through the cockpit? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just watch your step. Everything you just should have black and yellow stuff on it. It's going to be a bit cosy. We are COVID compliant, I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'll just back up here. So obviously um, you saw the hardware earlier and now you can kind of see it powered up. Oh, oh wow. Probably yeah. easier if I jump in. Yeah. So we have various displays. When we're on the ground, we have our auto queue format. So it's kind of just a reminder of anything I've forgotten or anything that's wrong with the aircraft. If there's anything massively broken, it comes up on this little panel down here. Right. Desin uh, dedicated warning panel. This just says I've got some stuff turned off and a bit of software that's loaded. Once we're airborne, we're into what we call our attack format. Okay. So that's my radar. Yep. If you remember on the films, you see all this like, um, yeah, scanning stuff, scanning. Yeah, that's kind of doing the same thing, but it's more lefty-righty out the front of the aircraft. 
and I can obviously control this little XY and bump out the different scales. I can grab hold of the radar format if I want to, manipulate it as required, move the format up and down. And we now, can... is that on your throttle lever? Yeah. You're, so <laughs> you're doing all that. So it's a computer. You're so controlling the wheel. Yeah, yeah, the little mouse on your throttle lever. Um, so we can see here as well, if we were airborne, we've got these tracks as well. So these are being fed in by my Link 16. So for instance, obviously I can see where they are, what range, I can scroll over, over them and it gives me various numbers about what height they are, what direction, how far they are, what speed they're going, stuff like that. I can then designate them for either interrogation or targeting and that also changes my other displays as well. So it's all about hands-on, nice and easy. So I don't need to don't need to be taking my hands off the throttle. I can still fight the jet at the same time. <laughs> Middle screen. Um, so we primarily have that up there. That's our radar screen. We have that all the time. Middle screen is what we call our PA format, uh, pilot awareness. So it's basically your moving map for your car. I am the green triangle, and everything else is just kind of what's happening around me. I can bump up the scales to change the map depending on how high I am, which gives me various information as well. Um, and we have it, because we're air defenders, we have this scale in north up, which is yeah. a bit strange to mud movers. Mud movers, we have it in track up, because we want to know where we're going. Yeah. Mm. But because air defenders talking, um, it's effectively code, like bullseye. Yeah. We have a fixed point on the ground, and we reference everything to that right. point. That's pretty hard when you're running track up, because that bullseye position moves relative to you. If it's north up, it's always the same. Yeah. So it makes mm. sense. Then our right-hand screen, if it was working, I apologise, is our kind of domestics. So I would be able to, I can't swap them over annoyingly in this format, I would be able to cycle through what's happening to my hydraulics, what's happening to my engines, my fuel, my electrics. And again, it's all designed to be eye-pleasing, easy workload on the pilot. So yeah. anything that's good, white and blue, anything that needs your attention, amber or red. If it's amber or red, it's like, oh, okay, I'll look at that some more. And again, if you really need your attention, like all good fast jets, tension getters, and direct voice as well. Yeah. She'll tell you what's wrong with the aircraft. Okay, amazing. And how, how much, because there's so much going on in front of you, how much time do you spend looking at that? And how much time do you spend looking outside? Strangely, you should be looking outside a lot more than you probably are. Yeah. Um, you are, that's the thing with Typhoon, there's so much information, and it's the same with the new F-35 as well, so much information at your fingertips yeah. that you just get sucked into it, and you're just like, yeah. oh, cool, that's very nice. Actually, I haven't looked out for <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but also, with the helmet, the fact that you, you might have all the players on, on link as well, so you can literally look out and go, okay, I know where everyone would be, look back down, targeting. Yeah. You spend a lot of your time looking in, yeah. especially when you're doing air-to-ground as well, because this would be a, um, a pod screen. Yep. So I'd be seeing what my pod is seeing and I'd be manipulating that a lot. So I'd be primarily probably 90% looking at that screen. God. Can we fly it? Absolutely. Yes. Let's get you in. Let's get my ass out. Go on, Rob, I think you're, are you sure? you're definitely up there. Might take me a while to get in. <laughs> Set this up. Let me grab that mic off here. Cool. So that's the brakes off. Ooh. So we're there. We're getting them. Shall I, are there any foot brakes? Uh, there are at the top of the toes, the yeah. toe brakes, they will stop you. So if you push the throttles forward, yeah. probably just need a little bit. Obviously, once it gets going, bring the yeah. throttles back and just push the left. We'll just point itself down that runway. Oh, sorry, I'm just pressing the brakes. That's all right. Sorry. So forward again? Yeah. And uh, Typically, Rob's going quite slow. 
airspeed. Yeah. Watching this. fairly easy. Yeah, taxi down the runway. Get to 135, so 150. Yes. Then start to bring the stick back to bring it up to about five degrees. Gentle movement on the stick. As gentle as you want to be. So push the throttles all the way forward. You'll feel a resistance. Push it through again. Keep pushing. Push. That's it. Oh, yeah. He's off. Right pedal, keep on the runway. He's heading more or less down the centre of the runway. There we go. Keep pulling, keep pulling back. Yeah. Keep yeah. pulling back. Keep pulling back. That's it. <laughs> right, now pull the throttle. Keep pulling back. Keep pulling back until you're 60, 70 degrees. Where's my degrees? 50, 60, 70. So okay. 70 degrees nose up. So that's us accelerating with 70 degrees nose up. Another great system, so if you just bring the throttles all the way to idle, just, the jet doesn't want to stall or spin, so it'll protect you. Ah, Nothing's happening on the stick. No. That's the jet taking control. Of we're, we're upside down. Yeah. I'm going to put you into a flying state now to give you flying speed, but then just gives you control. Just put me into a dive. So if you roll, roll left, and then pull back on the stick. <laughs> Forgive my language. <laughs> A bit of throttle that would yeah. be a good idea. A bit mid throttle, that's cool. That's reheat. So, <laughs> so you can see how quickly she accelerates. Yeah. I don't have this fuel page to be able to show you. Okay. So if you just leave it parked. Yeah. Please. Yeah, is that all the way forward, that throttle? No. Push it all the way th forward. Yeah. It's actually doing 700 miles an hour in Ellie. Point 0.9. When you were saying about going through the Mac, this is the Mac. Right. Just clicks over like that, and that's as quick. So you get that little transonic warning, you're about to break the Mac, and that's it. Goodness so you're doing... So that, that's a notage, not a Mac. Right. So that's all to do with heating. So if you bring back, so feel the gate, and then just pull it back through the gate. That's it. Just leave it there. Just on the gate? Yeah, just leave it there. And then you can just throw the jet around as, as you want. She'll be slow to respond because she's at speed. On a tight turn, you're pulling it back on the stick as well? Yeah. Yeah, so roll it into the bank and then full back stick. Uh, and then full back stick? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. You'll see here, this is on a G meter. So if you put it fully on its side and then back stick it all the way. Oh, uh, a bit too far, sorry. So, because you've got to stop. I'm yeah. feeling yeah. so, so, slightly so, nauseous, so, so, so I'm not even moving. <laughs> She'll slow down so and that will go up. It's very wet well sensation. Because we've got fuel in the underwings. Okay. We've got rid of the underwing tank, we've got to nine. Wow. That little system there, that's your GPWS. So if you point below that, it'll give you an up arrow to say you're gonna hit the ground, make sure you do something about it. <laughs> oh nice, that's useful. Can I try and loop? Yeah, absolutely. Do I need any throttle or can I just leave, leave, it, leave it where it is? Just leave it where it is. A bit of nose down to get acceleration or not necessarily. Need it. <laughs> You're already doing okay. 550 right. miles an hour. Right. Oh, I've gone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there we go. Cheeky roll at some stage. That's achieved nothing really, has it? What about a, what do you call, you know, a 4.0? What you say? You can you can do a four point roll. So to do that, you'll need to go to about five to ten degrees nose up initially. So you have to oh, sorry. to hold it. Yeah. 
when you roll to the left, you need yeah. to kick the right rudder and hold the right rudder. Oh, do I? Yeah, to hold the nose up because you've got no lift at that point. Oh, okay. But the problem with this jet is it's not like having rudder, so eventually it'll just bleed it out and it'll drop. Oh, fine. So it, it's it's quite tricky to do a four-point hesitation in this. Hesitation, I like that. Well, maybe I'm not the person to try it. But that's the thing, if you roll left and right really sharply, you should respond uh, really quickly. Yeah. And, and that's how it flies. Yeah. It flies like wow. Yeah, she's really rapid. How oh, fantastic. Can I do a little quick low level and then I'll ask someone else to Absolutely. Where should we go? If you if you just went straight into the ground, would it stop you doing that? The jet? Yeah. So if you just put it down, it wouldn't yeah. it does there's no warning system to go. No. There is there's the GPWS yeah. which is saying you're gonna hit the ground. Yeah. Um, and helps you in kind of canyon flying as well. Yeah. And obviously the rad out, if you've got that set, will say you're below your minimum that you've set. So I would set that one here. And it would just give me a low height warning. Right. But nothing, nothing to stop. No, no self-protection. The only thing it does have is if you are below a certain speed, below a certain height, yeah. uh, it thinks you're going to land. Right. If you don't have the gear down, it'll then put power on for you. Right. Try okay. and climb your way. I don't know where I am here. Yeah, but what you that's Collingsby. You've gone back. I've gone back. I found my yeah. way back. <laughs> I, I've spent hours on flight sims trying to find my way back to the. <laughs> <laughs> Is it indeed? I'm actually feeling really quiet. Yeah. You absolutely feel that you're that there is motion, don't you? Yeah. That's why you just don't need the full motion simulators anymore. Yeah. Come on. You see that arrow saying you're going to crash if you keep going. They are a bit twitchy. Okay, um, fair enough. I'm very grateful. Coming in quite fast there, Rob. <laughs> and Just a little flyby. Hi, everyone. He's buzzing the tower. <laughs> it's been done before, Rob. It's been done before. <laughs> and then a little victory roll. Oh, showing off. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So other things I'll show you just while we're going. Yeah. So if you drag that XY, so the little cursor, you try and get the Y. Which is the cursor of this? So this one here. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. So if you just push left, you should see it moving. Cool. So yeah. he's on that screen of walls. Yeah. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you scroll over the yellow squares. The yellow squares. The right. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. And double click. And again. Cool. So now it's all put that information in the hood. So if you roll to the right, try and get that green square to come into your hood. Oh, that little square? Yeah. So that, because you've targeted it for more information, that's now showing he's 30 odd, 33 miles away. There's the speed delta between the two of you. Yeah. And if we, we don't have any weapons on, but if we were to select a weapon, that's what we'd be doing. And then what's the trigger? Where's the trigger? Is it the on your finger? Right? Yeah. That's not the radio. No. No. <laughs> Bang. And that, for real, would release what? This is sensational. Right, we're going back. Cal, can you bring up any part of the world on 
screen. Within reason. So we have we have certain areas that are in our day spaces. We can build more, have more put in, but we tend to just keep the operating areas that we work with. We've got various ones for obviously Falklands, UK, Cyprus, that kind of thing, is where we're based at the minute. But if we want to add more, we can Beautiful, isn't it? Very difficult to be accurate on it. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's flashing good. That's just because oh, you've still got it designated. Oh, I see. Well, that's, that's so, let's get you have to click it away to get rid of it. Brilliant. Thank you. That's all right. Absolutely brilliant. Should I crash it? Land it? <laughs> oh, we've got a little canard set, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you can see all of them. What's the speed at the moment? 570 knots. Oh good, that's quite tiny. And altitude? Uh, 3,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Oh look, now those backups we were talking about. Oh there. brilliant, thank you. Dials, I like a dial. Where's Coningsby? From miles away probably. Uh, south of us. And we're heading? So we're heading southwest by looks things. So Coningsby is here. So we come left. About 50 degrees. Will it give me a track or not? Um, not in its current no. setup. So just roll out there. Would you do you, do you keep your left hand on the throttle because yeah. you're doing so much other stuff with it? Um, yes, generally that's kind of where it typically rests. Um, we use a lot more of the automatics than obviously you would, just because we we get used to using it, and I actually use the automatics more than I will the throttle. So I can set the throttle, an auto throttle, and it will just make sure I maintain that speed. But yeah, you're using that little mouse cursor yeah, a lot more. All the time, it's isn't that amazing? Thank yeah, you. Oh, I can see it. Thank you very much. It's an ambitious landing oh, here, Rob. Well, no, I'm just going to do a flyby. I don't think we're going to Would you normally land with the wheels on the <laughs> underside rather than the cockpit? <laughs> Coming in at 620 knots. It's a little bit fast. <laughs> Hi, guys. That's the second time you've flown straight past the airfield. Yeah. yeah. He spilled his coffee all over again. Oh, yeah. Was that my landing set? No. <laughs> Are we going to try landing? Or we not? can do if you want. Yep. Go on, let's try. Come on, you've got to try uh, landing. Yeah. Right. Roll out on that heading. On the runway heading or the heading we are? Just on the heading we are. Sorry. We'll go further left and we'll just line ourselves up on the runway. Okay. Line up I feel I've had quite yeah, like, about right. five beers. <laughs> I can't quite get my really strong European like five and a half percent beers and I can't quite get my balance. Cool. So great thing about flying a hooded aircraft is this little diamond that floats around, yes. that is where you'll impact the ground. Oh, right. So the easiest thing to do is put that on the centre of the runway, Super. and that's where you're going to get. Oh, brilliant. So all you need to do now is just make sure you're lined up on the runway. I'm a bit, I'm a bit coming in at a slight angle, aren't I? Or quite a bad angle. Yeah, so you just what you need to do is probably jump kick off 10 degrees. Come on, Rob. Land this thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think Cal's in charge. Yeah. the hook as well. So, that, what, what speed do you come in to land on the Typhoon? So, about, depending on weight, normally about 160, 170 miles an hour. Okay. So, that's kind of what we're approaching now. Is this Rob's weight? <laughs> <laughs> Steady. There we go. So, that's it. So, just keep yeah. that diamond yeah. in the middle on that colour change. 
That's, that's it's quite a lot of flare, yeah. nose up. That's it, and just hold it there. Push knee down, push the knee right. down. Yeah. yeah, and then you're on the pedal to skip straight. Brilliant. Easier said than done. There's no reverse thrust, you see? Nope. So you'd be on tail brakes. Which I think I am. Which we've still got 4,000 foot of runway to go when we're down at Texas. Right. No, I take it it's not actually that easy to land this. It really is. Is it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Rob, yeah, you're, you're, in the, you're in the real one now. Did I bounce? <laughs> it's a little bit of a bounce. Not a bit of harsh landing. But that's it, really. Wow. Put, put, the, put the thing on the thing, and that's where she's going to go. Absolutely stunning. Good job, Rob. Yeah, Thank well done. Thanks, guys. We're back yeah. safely. <laughs> Thank you. That's the relief James's passengers feel every time he lands <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jimbo. Uh, well, who would have thought Rob could land a typhoon? Amazing. Uh, we want to say a massive thank you to Nick, everybody at RAF Coningsby, and his, his lovely wife, Bex, uh, for helping organise that for us and for you. Uh, it was just a fantastic day out. Uh, I'm still buzzing from it now. And talking of still buzzing, our next episode is about gliding. Now, I had no idea how exhilarating and how much fun it could be in the air in an aircraft without an engine. Uh, it was a real revelation because when we were up in Lynx, the good people of the Trent Valley Gliding Club, go and check it out, it's a fantastic, lovely, warm, friendly club, uh, took us gliding. And so that we're going to be talking about that in our next magazine episode, uh, followed by our interviews and experiences up in the air. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, we've got more Link stuff coming later with our interview with the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight Lancaster pilot as well. So loads to come. Until then, take care. Get in contact with us. Any more questions for Ask James, we need some of them. Uh, top Landing Gear on the socials, 2Gs, toplandinggear at gmail.com. And we'll see you soon. Bye.